today we're actually going to continue the sermon series that we started last Sunday. Uh, that sermon series is one that's going to take us all the way through the month of May, and it's entitled, We is Greater Than Me. Together, we can do more. Grace and peace, everybody. It's Pastor Leon Bloater. Welcome to the Pastor Cast. I know that you were thinking that there would probably never be another Pastor Cast. You subscribed so long ago, and you were wondering, I'm sure, from time to time, whatever happened to Leon and the Pastor Cast? We haven't seen one of those or heard one of those in a very long time. Well, here you go. We're going to be recording three of them this week alone. <laughs> you don't hear from me in a while, and then all of a sudden you get a whole bunch. The podcasts that are going to be released this week are from the sermon that I preached uh, this past week as part of a series that we're doing at Shepherd of the Hills uh, Presbyterian Church here in Austin, Texas. Uh, as you heard at the very beginning, that series is entitled, We is Greater Than Me. And we're seeking to answer a question that you're going to hear in just a moment. Does the church still matter? And this particular sermon focused on a passage from Hebrews chapter 12. And it was all about why we need to gather, why it's so important for us to gather, to show that God still matters to us, to show that there's something amazing that can happen when the people of God come together. And so I hope that you enjoy these podcasts and we'll get right to it. Here we go. And we are wrestling with a very important question for our time and our place in history. And that question is this, does church still matter? Does it still matter? Now, I'm going to assume that if you're watching this, in whatever capacity that you're watching, whether you're watching right now online, or if you're outside at our viewing party, or if you're watching this just a little bit later on in the week, I'm going to assume that your answer to that question would be yes, that the church still matters, that it still has relevance. And you would be right, because I believe the same thing. But here's the issue that we're facing. For those of us who are within the church right now, we're facing a challenge from folks who are outside of the church. Because there are lots of people outside the church that to them, church doesn't matter a whole lot. And honestly, they don't see a lot of evidence that the church matters all that much to the people who are within it. Here's why I say that. Several years ago, in 2014, the Gallup organization, the one that does all of the polls, uh, they were commissioned by a Christian publishing company to ask questions about church and about the view that many of these people that they were asking the questions to had about Christians. And so they were asking emerging generations like millennials, they were asking church refugees, people that had fled the church or had left the church after they got up a little older, uh, and also religious nuns, N-O-N-E-S, because the fastest growing religion in America for the past several years, I mean, maybe even a decade and a half, has been none. And so they asked these people, why is it that you don't go to church, and what is your view of Christians? And their answers were basically all encapsulated into four basic responses. And the fourth one was the one that troubled me the most. And this is what it was. 
Christians act like God doesn't really matter. Now, what do I mean when I say that, and what did they mean when they responded to the questions in this way? Well, it means this, that for many of these people, they would look out into culture and look out into society, and they would see people who claimed to be Christians who didn't seem to be all that energized and animated about their relationship with God, but were energized and animated about all kinds of other things like elections and politics and social issues and culture wars and all the rest of it. And then, if that wasn't enough, they saw so many of their friends or relatives or loved ones who claimed to be Christians who never missed a Sunday when it came to going to church, but then would always be posting hateful and bigoted and divisive things on their social media pages along with Bible verses and inspirational quotes. And so, They would say that they believed all of these things that they said they believed, but then their actions and the way that they presented themselves otherwise seemed to indicate that God didn't really matter. And then if that wasn't enough, they saw so many of their friends and people that they knew who claimed to be Christian and who claimed that that was a huge part of their life to be part of a faith community, but then they never talked about it. They never shared anything about it. They didn't seem to be excited or enthusiastic about it. Now, I know that a lot of folks at this point would say, well, my faith is private. Well, the issue is that there are so many other private things that people of faith seem to have no problem posting about or talking about or sharing. They'll post something that has a photo of what they ate for dinner at their favorite restaurant. Or they see a movie that is amazing and they want everybody to know how amazing that movie is. Or don't even get me started about the way that we often lose our minds when our sports teams win. I mean, we've got so much excitement and energy in the Christian world about so many other things. Now, I get it. There's problems within the church, and I, and I get that there um, are things that we get more excited about when it comes to all of these other issues, but, but, you know, in the end, I think that those who are watching from the outside, they're looking for more. They're looking, does this really matter to them? Is it something that, that makes a difference in their life? And I get that church can sometimes be an exclusive place. I get that church can sometimes be a challenge. And I also get that church can sometimes be boring. I mean, you know, it can be. I, I, I mean, I, I, I've seen lots of people that seem like they were pretty bored in church, and I've been to a lot of boring worship services as well. Um, I mean... You know, most of the boring worship services that I've been to, unfortunately, have been presbytery worship services. Uh, And and, uh, (laughs) if you're wondering what that means, uh, for those of us who are Presbyterian, we have a governing body and we gather a couple times a year and we have worship services during those times. And I, I can just say as a track record that most of those worship services tend to be on the boring side. And don't take my word for it. You can ask my son, Jackson, who several years ago, I took him to a presbytery meeting, uh, not as punishment. I thought that I was actually trying to show him, like, this is what dad does for a living. And so uh, we were at this presbytery meeting, and uh, the worship service was probably, I mean, it was... It wasn't like in the top 10 of most boring worship services I've ever been to in my life, but it was close. And so Jackson says to me afterwards, that was the worst church experience of my life. And I told him, I said, you haven't lived long enough and you will probably have a worse one. I'm just going to prepare you for that. (laughs) It's probably going to happen. 
And here's the thing. Sometimes people fall asleep in church. Some of y'all are probably asleep right now. Uh, I mean, you had a big breakfast. You're sitting on your sofa. You got relaxed. I mean, you just kind of sink down into that thing. Uh, you know, and the next thing you know, you wake up and it's a benediction. And you're like, wow, best service ever. <laughs> just slept right through it. But the thing is, is that I can't see you doing it right now. But when we gather together and there's people in here, I can totally see you sleeping. Like when I'm preaching and I'm up here and I'm looking out, I can see the people that are sleeping and I usually make a game out of it in my head. I'm going to try to wake them up. Now the problem is, is that sometimes the people that are sleeping are sitting behind me in the choir loft and I can't see them, but everybody else can. <laughs> that's, that's a bummer. There was a guy in one of the churches I served many, many years ago that he was in the choir, and he would fall asleep every Sunday, and he would snore like a beast. I would be preaching, and I could hear the guy snoring behind me. That doesn't engender a lot of confidence, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so that happens, right? Sometimes... You know, it's like kind of a metaphor, right, for many of us. You know, this whole idea of like sleeping in church where it gets to the point where it's like so familiar, too familiar perhaps, maybe a little on the boring side. Whatever it is, we're not as excited about it. And listen, I know Netflix has more drama. <laughs> the golf club probably has friendlier people. The park has a nicer view. And none of these places and none of these spaces has anyone asking you for a pledge card or challenging you to do something uncomfortable like, oh, I don't know, love God and love everybody, right? So I get it. I get it. But something happens when we are together. Something happens when we are together, no matter how we are together whether it's virtual or physical, when we gather together, it's mystical and wild and wonderful. And it doesn't have to be boring. Well, thanks for tuning in for another edition of the Pastor Cast. And I wanna leave you with a question so that you can ponder this after that first part of the sermon. You're gonna get the other two parts here in just a little while. But let me ask you this question. What makes a great worship service great? What is it about it that makes you walk out of a worship service after you've gone to church saying that was amazing? So think about that. Ponder it, and we're going to be talking more about that in the coming podcast. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in.